Hello, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. On this week's show, Lucas is back as him and I sit down to talk about week one of the NFL. We give our reactions to the big stories of the week, our power rankings, who we think were the best five teams of the week, talk about uh, some of the injuries that ran across the league, why there were so many close games, a lot of good stuff for week one, and we also talk about the movies that we think everybody should see at least once before they die. This topic was brought up uh, during a conversation with my wife at dinner last week, and I thought it would make a good topic for the episode. Uh, we encourage you guys and gals that listen, please give us your list of the movies that everyone must see. Our list is purely subjective, but I'm always curious to find out what everybody is into. So, without further ado, after the guitar riff, the Couch Potato Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. My name is Russ, and back after his uh, one-week sabbatical refereeing and bullying kids on a soccer field, Lucas. Lucas, what's that going is, on, man? That is correct. Emphasis on the bullying. Yellow card and the shit out of some 12-year-old kids? <laughs> uh, no, actually, uh, I did my very first game on in a tournament I did this weekend. This big, God, he had to have been like six foot seven close to 400 pounds of just brick shit house yelled at one of the referees that I was doing a game with. I was the center referee and he was the assistant and he just went off and he had to be thrown out, out of the fucking tournament. And for the second game that that team did, they called in like extra people and called the cops to be there. So God damn. Yeah. It was interesting. This is a 12-year-old kid? Yep, 12-year-old, uh, the the father of a 12-year-old girl. Oh, the I father got kicked out. Yeah, yeah, no, not the tw- not a 12-year-old girl. Yeah, That's what I was wondering, a, like the way it sounded. It sounded like this f- uh, 12-year-old girl was six foot seven and almost 400 pounds. <laughs> I wouldn't be fucking with her. Like, you can do whatever you want out here. Just leave me alone. No, uh, yeah, it was... It's wild. It's the first time I've experienced that where just cops had to be called. <laughs> he was that, threatening to kill the guy and shit. It was great. It was nuts. That, I don't know. Youth sports just I find to be so fascinating. It just it seems like the parents of the kids try to live vicariously through their kids, and they mm-hmm. take the shit more seriously than their, the kids themselves. I've been lucky enough to where I haven't really had like the belligerent parents except for on one occasion uh, my son's baseball team played a team like the way his league is set up uh, we're kind of like in this big county and then there's two smaller cities that only can field one or two teams so they end up just playing in this league together and I forget it because they only play six innings and I forget it might have been the bottom of the fifth and my son's team has won his league two years in a row so Kind of humble bragging a bit, but Jack's team's pretty good. And for some odd reason, this kid got called out on a play that would have, I think, would have made the score, like Jack's team would have been winning by like three. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were still in the lead. Um, but at the end of the game, the parents from the other school start yelling at the kids on my son's team, saying that they were like taunting like parents and sh- stuff in the dugout, the umpires sucked. I mean, and it oh, got Jesus. to the point where these parents were getting ready to throw blows with one another, and the coaches had to, like, step in, like, all right, just go your separate ways. But, yeah, I thought, like, there was going to be a throwdown at my son's game. And that, that was, yeah. like, the extent of, of my circumstances. But I've seen ten times worse. There was a, a guy that brought a damn gun to a field uh, earlier this summer, like uh, some like league, like seriously, like maybe five minutes from where my mom lives. Yeah, I remember reading about that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I used to yell too, mostly at the referees. Nothing like too egregious, but yeah, I mean, I because you know I would get into it. I was a coach, and then my nephew would play and stuff. Actually, my nephew is stopping refereeing because he can't handle the stress of coaches and parents screaming at him. 
during games. Oh, I mean, he's he's an eighteen year old man. I mean, it's not like he's a some young kid. I mean, he's he's eighteen years old. He's he's a man, and so it's just it's unfortunate because you know referees are hard to come by. So losing another young referee because parents are psychos, right? That's why I never got into coaching myself. Is just I see the way some of these parents act like their kids are. You know, in baseball realm, they every parent treats their kid like the kid's Babe Ruth or King Griffey Jr., like the second coming of Mike Trout. And it's just sometimes you have to tell these parents, like, listen, I'll play your kid because I think I've always been the belief that your kids should be able to play no matter what. But I'm also I'm there to win a game. And right. your kid is not Mike Trout. I'm sorry. I'm trying to work with him the best I can, but I just I can't deal with that stuff. Like I've seen it so much. Like, why isn't Joey playing, or why isn't Tommy playing, or well, Joey and Tommy kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think the big thing, really, with like um, what happened with this this parent and stuff is people don't know, don't realize that soccer is a contact sport it is a very physical physical sport and it you know the older they get like when they get in high school it's gonna be eye-opening for some of these parents they're gonna realize that sometimes these kids beat the shit out of each other out there on the field mm. but it's legal because it's all shoulder to shoulder you know so it's just it's i don't know it's one of those things it's just they come from playing rec ball to to travel soccer and they just don't realize that it's a whole different world. I just got spit up on again. Oh yeah. We got a a special guest joining us. Uh, Lucas's daughter is on the show. So if you hear a baby cooing and cawing and spitting up and crying, hi, (laughs) not going to say anything. No, not at the moment. She's not. Uh, she's going to wait till right in the middle of a good conversation, and then she'll th- probably start yelling at Dad for something. So uh, Lucas may have to step away to take care of his parenting duties. Uh, yeah, Pistol Pete there, shooting him out like... <laughs> <laughs> Little Red, that's what I call her. Yeah. All right, well, hey, uh, to uh, get off the tangent of uh, youth sports, it was a pretty awesome sports weekend. Uh, college football was awesome. Had three teams get uh, knocked off that were in the top ten, including Notre Dame, which, I mean, I can see Notre Dame losing to Ohio State, but, fuck, they lost to Marshall. Yeah, that's a bad loss. Yeah, like, I'm thinking that uh, when I seen the score, I thought, is Matthew McConaughey coaching Marshall? Because, I mean, like, I can understand these kids, like, taking their game up to 11 if Matthew McConaughey's the coach. But, all right, all right, all right. Which, that's a good movie, by the way. We Are Marshall's. Pretty good sports movie. Excellent movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, awesome college football weekend, and it led into week one of the NFL. It is complete. We are through it. It was an awesome weekend of games. Uh, Lucas, what are your big thoughts of week one? Uh, any overreactions? Any thoughts? What do you think of week one? Uh, probably an overreaction. The Rams looked really bad. And may Matt Stafford may not be very good this year. Could be an overreaction. Is dealing with an elbow injury. Um, gosh, Colts aren't very good. They ended up tying the tech tying the Texans. They had a tie week one. Gross. Um, my favorite teams won a opening day game for the first time since two thousand four. And an opening day away game for the first time since Bill Belichick coached them in 1994. Oh, Jesus. So that was nice. Uh, also, uh, that Bengals offensive line that they spent so much money on, poo-poo. They got fucking smashed by the Steelers. Yeah. I know it went to overtime, but yeah, that the defense of the Steelers, if they had a better offense, that game would have been a blowout. The Steelers. Well, I mean, I think with that, I, I honestly, I think Trubisky is an upgrade from Big Ben at this. Like, if you're comparing now to when Big Ben was playing last year, 
I think it's more of a reflection of how good the Bengals are that they Joe Burrow got sacked, what, seven times through four picks, and they still almost won the game. Yeah, and that wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got a whole new offensive line. I I kind of first I, – I picked the Bengals to go pretty far, although I can easily see them having some early season struggles because Joe Burrow missed quite a big chunk of the preseason because he had his appendix taken out. Uh, offensive line, pretty much, I think uh, three fifths of the whole the offensive lines are brand new, so they need time to gel. Which I mean, that's kind of to be expected. And I also think we discussed it a few weeks ago. I, I think the Steelers are a lot better than people are giving them credit for going into the season, too. I think you're always good when you have Mike Tomlin. I think he's a very underrated coach. I, if I'm going to rank coaches, I would probably put Mike Tomlin at. I think he's number one, but he's got he's easily in the top five. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anybody says he's not a top five coach, whether you like the Steelers or not, doesn't watch football. Right. Uh, yeah, I yeah. see the Browns. Browns won a close one against the Carolina Panthers in the the fuck off bowl, is what I call that game. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield's yeah. telling Cleveland to fuck off. The Browns told him to fuck off. And they shipped him out. They did tell him to fuck off. I also told him to fuck off. Yeah, My voice did not matter, but I told him to fuck off. Yeah, so you had some extra stakes in the game. Uh, I didn't watch the Browns. I don't know if you did, but uh curious to see how they look because I know they were losing at halftime. Were they? Uh, were they? Yeah. Were they losing at halftime? I think they were losing at halftime. No, they were winning at half. Carolina came back in the second half. There were so yeah, many damn actually, close games, I kind of lost track. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I did watch the whole game. Um, I actually have Sunday tickets, so... Oh, well, um, well, hot damn. Fucking I Captain Moneybags. My, my mom really has Sunday ticket, and I have it for the Browns because I'm too far with my antenna to really pick them up mm-hmm. from Columbus. So um, they looked really, really good. Uh, they probably should have won that game by, gosh, 24 maybe. A shit ton because uh, Jacoby Brissett was so bad, they didn't end up winning very but you know barely winning mm-hmm. also baker mayfield was horrible in the first half and then him and mccaffrey remembered that they play football or the coaching staff remembered that mccaffrey was on the team whichever and so the second half for the uh panthers was a lot better we talk about mike tomlin being a good head coach matt rule bad head coach yeah he is a very bad head coach they actually uh it was funny. They actually got them to burn a timeout right before halftime when they, it was obvious the Browns had no intentions of going for it on fourth down mm-hmm. and they brought their offense out there and Matt rule called a timeout it, for, it, and it lost them a timeout. It was just, it was very, very bad coaching. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch it. I watched the Bengals and the, uh, Steelers game. That was a good game. Uh, uh, I don't know what was going on with the, the kicking games and that, but uh, Evan McPherson, he's usually money, missed two late-game kicks, including yeah, he, had, it, he had a Ray Finkel moment. <laughs> so he was, a, uh, he was a man dressed as a woman all of a sudden? No, Lace is out. My, uh, okay. my son, actually, we watched that game here, and uh, Jack yelled, Lace is out when they showed the replay. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, he is on uh, our Ace Ventura episode, which you can find on our archives. Cheap plug of the episode. But I thought that, uh, that game was really good. Jamar Chase basically took over the last minute or so of the game, including an awesome touchdown pass as time expired. And I don't think I can remember a game off the top of my head where the team scores to tie it up and all they need to do is hit the extra point and then they miss the extra point and it goes in overtime. That yeah, sounds like a Cleveland they, Browns thing. And they thing. lost. Oh, that is very much a Cleveland Browns thing. Yeah. Um, so, like, what's your big story of the week one? Uh, big story. Man, I don't – there's so many of them, but probably – Mahomes proved me completely wrong and just fucking went off in that game. Looked incredible. Yeah. Yeah, this looks like a kind of a fucky, you're doubting me this year type of season for Mahomes. He looked locked in. I didn't get a chance to watch but the highlights, but, man, 
like I've seen the stat line and from everything I read about it, he was just on fire. He could have easily had six touchdown passes in that game if he wanted yeah. to. Um, there, another thing, uh, the Giants got to win. <laughs> the fucking Giants got to win. I could not believe that. I mean, they're going to win games, but they beat the Titans, which the Titans were supposed to be not necessarily great, but at least a contender in their division. Mm-hmm. And the Giants are supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league. So, Yeah, the AFC uh, South did not have a good week in week one. No, not at all. And then how about the Bears? The Bears beat fucking... The, the score apparently was closer than the game was, mm-hmm. and it was 19-10. to 10, So I guess the Bears were uh, pretty dominant. I didn't get to watch any of it. I know that there was a fucking monsoon going on. Oh, yeah, it was but, uh, it was raining hard in Chi-Town. Yes. I saw there was some flooding in the stadium and shit. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as what happened at FedEx Field in Washington where uh, pipes apparently burst once again, causing shit to leak all over people. Sounds about right. Yeah. Which, I mean, Washington fans should have been expecting that for years. They're rooting for the commanders, crying out loud. So you're getting rained on <laughs> with shit every week. Yeah, very very good point. Um, my big takeaways from week one is, like, the amount of close games that were uh, this weekend. There were, I think I'm counting, seven games that were decided by a touchdown or less including a tie, a few games went into overtime. And I, I don't know if it's just a lot of teams are still trying to work out the early kinks or or what's going on, but there was a lot of close games, a lot of good, good and bad football, I guess. Um, my big two takeaways from the week, though, are, one, I guess it could be a little bit of an overreaction, but uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers did not look very good on Sunday. Uh, oh, and the Vikings kicked their ass. Yeah. Um, same thing happened to Green Bay last year. They got stomped by the Saints, and then they turn around, they win the number one seed in the NFC. Of course, they lose to the 49ers in the divisional round, but that's neither here or there. But uh, I think it might be a bit of an overreaction uh, to me anyways. They might be done. My son was talking to me earlier, and he was saying that uh, – he thinks Aaron Rodgers is like kind of at the past his prime now. I'm like, well, you know, that. like he, yeah, he, he went from being the MVP of the league to where he had a bad game. He's got basically a whole new wide receiver core. It does make you wonder though if Devontae Adams being gone is going to affect him somewhat because that was always his go-to guy. Oh, I think it would affect anybody. I mean, he's one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best. So right. Uh, well, if he was the best receiver in the league, watching that game on Sunday, Justin Jefferson's got a huge case. That guy looked like a fucking monster out there. Like, he was just running all over the Vonta Green Bay defense. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And, I mean, I know, like, the coordinator for the Vikings – or the coach of the Vikings now was the coordinator for the um, the Rams last year. So, it makes me wonder if they're not going to utilize – Justin Jefferson, the way they used Cooper Cup last year, which Cooper Cup won the triple crown of receiving last year. I mean, I I don't see what it could hurt. <laughs> um, as far as the Packers being done after week one, I'm going to say that's probably like a big overreaction. They still probably play in one of the weakest divisions in football. I, I mean, the Bears, they did beat the 49ers, but let's be real, I don't think the Bears are that great of a team. I... As much heart as the Lions showed, they're still the Lions. Although I did pick them to have a winning record yeah. on the show. Uh, they might have some competition, though, man. The Vikings looked pretty impressive. That offense looked really good. They were, If everyone stays healthy, I think the combination of bringing in O'Connell with the weapons they got, I think the Vikings could be kind of scary. But I think Green Bay will be okay, though, simply because they play in the NFC and that – conference kind of sucks which kind of brings me to my next big story of the week uh Dak Prescott going out injuring his thumb is going to be out I think they're saying now it could be the end of October yeah I I think they might be done <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I I really don't see them because what the end of October would be. That would put it at week eight or nine, wouldn't it? Somewhere in there. And yeah, it would have to be because the first week would be what the first week of September. So four, yeah, eight, probably it'd the be, ninth. It'd be at least eight, week. week eight or week nine. Uh, Cooper Rush is not. I mean, your backup QB is obviously going to be a downgrade, but I don't think they're going to win many games with Cooper Rush leading the charge. There was rumors this week that they were going to make like people suggested they maybe trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. But I mean, the 49ers offense looked pretty bad, so I I'm feeling the 49ers like, "Nah, I think we'll keep him." Yeah, Trey Lance, I don't know. Well, we'll have to see what happens when he's not in a monsoon. But he did not look good at no, all. He he did not. Um I just think, like you said, I think the Cowboys season's probably done. The Eagles looked really good. That offense looked pretty scary. Uh, the Giants winning a game. I could see now them beating the Cowboys. Uh, even the Commanders didn't look horrible. I think the Cowboys yeah, I, looked I actually the that. worst of that division, like out of that division, and they had Dak Prescott for a majority of the game. Yeah, but, you know, just to – just to reel it in a little bit, they were playing Tampa Bay, who I think is going to go to the Super Bowl on the NFC side. So they got to clean some stuff up too. That offense didn't look that great. You know, I I was thinking about this when we were talking. Um, I saw an interview on Colin Cowherd with uh, Sean Payton, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how they cut down one preseason game and how a majority of offensive like. Most players, because they have young coaches in the league, a lot of players are not even playing. So, like, whole offensive lines are not even playing in preseason games, and they need that time to gel together because that's one of the – that's one of the uh, – posi- like, those positions have to gel together for your Yeah, team the to offensive be lines for sure, yeah. So, with they're worried, you know, with younger coaches being more worried about the players being hurt is what he was saying. I mean, I think it's – every coach really, mm. um, you know, it, they didn't have time to gel. So defenses probably looked a lot better than they would. Or oh, I'm sure, I'm sure have. that they, they did. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens in like two or three weeks with offenses. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm willing to give Tampa Bay a mulligan on that one too. Cause Tom Brady was out for a little bit for, uh, personal reasons, which I was reading earlier this week, uh, problems with Giselle. Yeah. They've been behind that, so. Yeah, marriage problems are, <laughs> I guess that would definitely be a personal problem. Right, plus he looked kind of haggard at that press conference. It looked like he'd been up for a little while. And he might have. <laughs> I, I I don't know if you've ever argued with your wife, but uh, sometimes it, uh, you lose a little bit of sleep over that. Oh, yeah, I, we've all we've all been there. Um, but, uh, I, I think, yeah, the Cowboys still though, I, I can't really see them making a run in the playoffs. I mean, granted, they still could have an outside chance simply because they play in the NFC, but I mean, they, I think they get bumped down towards the bottom of the pack now simply because they don't have Prescott. Last time they didn't have Dak Prescott was one of the worst years they've ever had. So, well, it wasn't even just that though, either, uh, neither one of the running backs looked very good either. The offensive line looked really bad too. Yeah, uh, they also well, uh, Tyron Smith is out till December. Uh, McGovern got knocked out of the game early. They lost uh, uh, Williams and Collins last year to free agency. So yeah, <clears throat> a lot of problems in the Cowboys. I thought for sure, simply because they had, you know, pretty good offense. Defense was really good last year for them. I mean. Not stopping people, but they were very aggressive uh, defense. They got a lot of turnovers, so I expected them to be fairly competitive in that division. But I, I think now, unless they go out and sign Uncle Rico, he could uh, throw a football about a quarter mile over the mountains. Oh, for sure, for sure. Plus, he can wing a steak like nobody's business. Uh, that's very true. <laughs> to a guy riding a bike. <laughs> Um, also, big story, uh, T.J. Watt, the defending defensive player of the year, 
got knocked out of the game, most likely torn pectoral muscle. I don't know. If the, did they announce that that was the case? I didn't. Get I don't know if they said. Uh, I have a friend who is a steel, like a diehard Steelers fan. He was born in Pittsburgh. He uh, on Twitter reposted something. T.J. Watt said, "I'll be back." So I don't know if he meant this year or if he meant at all. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I know it's it, from what I've read. It's a very serious injury, but they haven't said what it is that I know of. Oh well, I'm actually reading uh, right now is uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissaro, very legitimate reporter in the NFL game, reports T.J. Watt, pectoral muscle, is believed to not require surgery and could return before the end of October. There you go. You know, I honestly, I try not to count out the Watt family because it seems like they have this superpower where they can recover a little bit more quickly than other people. Plus, they're, they're all gigantic. And they're all super freak athletes. Yeah, I was thinking that losing T.J. Watt would definitely be uh, detrimental to the Steelers, but I don't think it would be the end all where it would ruin their season. I mean, defense still looked pretty good against the I Bengals. Think the, like, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was saying like the defense looked pretty good against the like uh, offensive juggernaut, the Bengals. So I don't think it would have, like, ruined their season. I mean, obviously, it's going to hurt losing somebody of that caliber, but I don't think it's going to be as detrimental as Dallas losing Dak. Yeah. I, I think they'll have a little bit more trouble in pass rush because, I mean, you are losing, what, 19 sacks from last year? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So, you know, you are going to have a little bit of a downturn on there, but their run defense is always going to be stellar. So I think they'll be fine with the run, which in their division, that's what Baltimore and Cleveland are built to do is run. Mm-hmm. So that could help them in that division for sure. Um, outside of the division, I to be I mean, they have great safeties. I don't really know much about their corners. Um, I also didn't watch that game. I was watching the Cleveland game, so um, I didn't see a whole lot of it, but well, Lucas, yeah. I didn't have my choice in what games I watched. I don't have – I'm not fancy, and I don't have Sunday ticket. Yeah, fancy. Uh, my mom paid for most of it, so thanks, Mom. My brother used to have Sunday ticket, too, and what he would do is he would threaten to cancel DirecTV right before the season yeah. started, and then yeah. they would try to lure him in with, like, well, how about we lower your uh, your bill? And my brother would say, you know, I'm not really interested in that. And then they would look at this, like, oh, I see you have Sunday ticket. And that's all my brother would angle to do is to get Sunday ticket at either a super reduced rate or for free. And then he would watch it on his satellite and I would watch like the, uh, the app. So I'd have access to everything too. And I miss that so much because <laughs> nice. I'm kind of resigned to watching whatever is on like the local stations. Now uh, the first games we had uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland was on, was the CBS game, and then the Fox game was the Bears and 49ers. And then this, uh, the afternoon games fucking sucked. We had the uh, Packers and Vikings or Kansas City and Arizona. Mm, yeah, not a great choice. Yeah, it's like, man, like, I just – I'd need that West Coast feed so I could have watched the Chargers and the Raiders. I mean, at least that was a halfway decent game. It was. I saw some of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping that – uh because this is the last year DirecTV has Sunday Ticket. So I'm I hope, sure it's the last year they're going to have it, too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I, I have a feeling that one of these big streaming ser- services, whether it's Apple or Amazon or uh, maybe Netflix, I don't really see them getting into the live sp- – I, I don't see them making that kind of leap into the live sports game. I see them going – like maybe like Formula One or something like that. But I could see Apple or Amazon getting into that. Yeah, which um, I really wouldn't mind Apple picking it up. Um, Apple already picked up MLS for next year, for the next 10 years. So Well, they also have a, uh, a Friday night doubleheader for uh, Major League Baseball, too, that they run. Which sure. actually is pretty yeah. solid. I mean, I've watched some of the stuff. It's I, I mean, the app, the Apple TV app, for the most part, seems to run pretty smooth. I think you're at a little bit of a disadvantage if you're not running it on Apple TV itself. Like the actual yeah. box versus like I run it off of my Roku TV. 
there's always a little bit of a glitch. Like sometimes, like when you pause something, it takes a little while for it to like buffer back correctly. But I don't know, man. Like I, I have a feeling that uh, Amazon's going to be the litmus test because by the time this episode comes out, we will be uh, Amazon Prime's going to have their first game as an exclusive third, like the Thursday night game is going to be tomorrow, which uh, they got Kansas City and the Chargers, which is f- fucking hell of a debut game. That's yeah, right. It's going to be a barn burner. Yeah. Not right, baby. Speaking of Kansas City and the Chargers, I did want to ask you uh, for your power rankings. This isn't a reflection of how you think these teams are this season. I was just going to make this like – who are the five best teams of week one? Now, you could balance this, uh, you know, any way you want. We'll, I have a feeling this is going to be a weekly segment, us talking about the NFL season because you and I are big football fans. and It's, just, it's really cool to talk about football. But the five best teams, too. yeah, she, <laughs> if she wants to contribute her top five, by all means. Um, <laughs> but who are your top five teams after week one? I'll let you go first. You Do it from five to one. Okay, five to one. Oh yeah. man, that's gonna be. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the Vikings, uh, the Ravens. Gosh, this is tough. Vikings, Ravens. Um, sorry about the pause. I should have uh, prepared better for this. Here, let me let me let me start over. I'm gonna go Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins Vikings, five. Yeah. Vikings, Vikings four. Ravens. They're Ravens three. Um Chiefs two. Mm-hmm. And then Bills one. Oh, okay. Uh why the why those five teams? Well, the the Bills are a complete total team. I mean defense, offense, they got it all. Um, the, uh, the Ravens actually got a pass game going. I know it was the jets, but if Lamar Jackson can throw the ball, I don't know how you stop that offense. Cause he can run away from you too. Um, the dolphins actually were pretty dominant in their game. Um, they beat the shit out of the Patriots. <laughs> I saw some people suggesting that, uh, that um, Belichick should retire just based off of that game alone. That's a conversation for down the road, but I know Belichick and Brady, they always, people were always curious after Brady left, like who was like behind the success of the Patriots. And it makes me wonder as we have gotten what this is Brady's third year at Tampa Bay now. Yeah. Belichick has never really succeeded as a head coach without Tom Brady. Very true. So it kind of makes you wonder, was it like Belichick being able to, you know, ex- like build a team around Brady, or was it Brady was able to get the best out of what Belichick gave him? It's a good question. We'll um, save that for down the road. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs, I mean – Patrick Mahomes just looked like the looked like an MVP candidate. He looked like Patrick Mahomes, which was impressive yeah. considering he didn't have Tyreek Hill. Right. And then the Vikings just dominating the Packers. That surprised the hell out of me. Like I thought it was going to be competitive. Um, because I think the Vikings are a lot better. Like I like I said in our preview episode, I think the Vikings are a lot better than people think they are. Um, but I didn't know that they would be like that offensively. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the reason for my my five. Okay. Good list. Um, mine is a little similar. I have the Vikings at five, Ravens four, the Chargers at three, the Chiefs two, and then the Bills are number one. Yeah, for, uh, I've kind of forgot about the Chargers. Um, um Trying to look at their score real quick. I know for me, I, I I picked the Bills at number one because of how good they looked against the defending Super Bowl champions on the road. That was a total domination of. I mean, 
there's usually a little bit of that Super Bowl hangover. <laughs> Stafford, yeah, see, she's just she's nodding. She's agreeing with my points right now. <laughs> um, super fan. But, I mean, they go into SoFi, which, you know, really isn't really a home field advantage per se. But still, they went on the road and totally dominated the defending Super Bowl champions to the point where we're questioning whether the Rams are going to be nearly as good as they were, which I think the Rams will be fine in the long run. Uh, Chiefs number two because that offense looked like they didn't skip a beat without Tyree Kill. Looks like they got uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire involved in a little bit more of the, the passing game. Travis Kelsey, still Travis Kelsey. It seemed like they it seemed like they incorporated a lot of different receivers in to kind of take Tyreek's spot. Uh, and then, like I said, I think Patrick Mahomes kind of played with a chip on his shoulder, and I really think this is the fuck you for doubting me world tour this year for him. Um, I had the Chargers at three simply because, like, the Chargers went and did with – well, actually, I'd say three, four, and five are kind of team – well, three and four anyways – Kind of went in and did what they were supposed to do. They were they were uh, favorites going into the game. They looked good. The Chargers, especially beating a Raiders team, which that AFC West is obviously going to be a murderer's row. Easily, all four of those teams could make the playoffs. Chargers looked pretty good doing it. Justin Herbert, I didn't get to watch the game, but from what I read, uh, looked like he could just put the ball wherever he wanted in that game, and he lost uh, Keenan Allen midway, I think, uh, near the end of the second quarter. So he lost his top receiver and still didn't skip a beat. Um, and then the Ravens, I mean, the Ravens are good. They did what they were supposed to do. They beat the Jets, looked pretty impressive doing so. So, I mean, not really much to go in there. And then the Vikings, I put them at five because they beat the Packers pretty handily. And like you were saying, that offense looked scary. Yeah. I mean, they were clicking on all cylinders, and the fact that Justin Jefferson was just running wide open, which I'm not going to complain. I have Justin Jefferson on my fantasy football team. He was my number one pick. (laughs) Um, I think if he continues to get looks like that and they find creative ways to get the ball in his hands, I think he could legitimately be the MVP of the league this year. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so that's my top five. I mean, this is going to fluctuate fairly regularly throughout the year. I have a feeling that Buffalo and Kansas City are probably going to be in our power rankings in the top five for most weeks. So, Yeah, uh, one one more disappointment that I wanted to add for uh, week one was Denver's offense. They could, It was like they were allergic to the fucking goal line. <laughs> You know, I honestly, I, I was trying to. I'm struggling with why Russell Wilson got such a bad reaction in Seattle. I don't know. It's, I mean, it never really public publicly came out that he wanted out. But, but it's it's one of those things. You know, he was he's your fran- he was the the franchise quarterback, and now he's playing for the enemy, and it's just, it's. Well, Seattle and Denver thing. are not even in the same conference, let alone the same division. I know, but anytime your former QB comes back, I fuck. Imagine if Baker Mayfield had started that first game in Cleveland. I don't think he would have got a positive reaction either. No, well, the, the circumstances with that are different, though. Baker publicly came out and said, hey, I want out of Cleveland. I don't want right, to be yeah, here anymore. True. Nothing ever really came about of Russell Wilson saying he wanted out. He even, I think a few weeks before he got traded, even said, you know, like he's perfectly happy staying in Seattle. The next thing you know, he gets traded. Um, I mean, considering all that he'd done for Seattle, I, I think he kind of got, those fans kind of treated him like shit. I just don't get why. Such the bad reaction. I just, I don't know just how fans are sometimes, I think. Yes, if anybody's listening in Seattle that's an NFL fan, please tell me why Seattle hates Russell Wilson so much. I mean... Maybe he's too nice. He's a little odd. But I don't know if he's I, what I'd call nice. Yeah, the, I watched some of that Seattle-Denver game. That I don't know, Denver just couldn't seem to get shit going. 
And I don't know if yeah. that's a virtue of what you were saying earlier, which is a really good point where the preseason has been cut and teams just aren't being able to get that extra week, that week to kind of get in gear and sync things up as they normally would. Yeah, he even suggested, Sean Payton even suggested, maybe just get rid of the preseason for the veterans and just have it as like either just trying to narrow down the rookies. That's not a bad idea either. I mean, it's shit, they're not playing in the game, so you might as well, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I know it used to be, I know after Michael Vick got injured that one year when he was with the Falcons, it used to be you can count on the starters getting like a lot of, like about a half of work in that third game and then like they didn't play at all the fourth game of the season. Yeah, the Oh, they they would go into like the third quarter of the week three, third, yeah, the third preseason game, and then the fourth one. It was a whole bunch of nobodies that most of them were probably going to get cut. There was like one or two that would survive that game. Right. That's actually we changed our whole fantasy football draft. We used to draft like the second week of the preseason, and then after Michael Vick got hurt, the guy that like one of the I remember. I think he went like third or fourth overall. And usually in fantasy football, if you lose your number one pick, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. And when Michael Vick went down, it's like, okay. <laughs> I remember on our message board, somebody's like, can we draft after the preseason ends next year? And we've we've done it ever since. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm excited. Week two, a lot of good matchups starting tomorrow. Well, when this comes out, it'll be tonight, Kansas City and uh, – the Chargers. Real quick, prediction? Uh, Kansas City's at home. I'm going to go with Kansas City. Yeah, I think Kansas City wins this one. Although, I'm, I'm a man, like, I'm all aboard the Justin Herbert train. Like, I've been enamored with this kid since his rookie year. I think in the next year or so, I think he's going to be in that same breath as Allen and Mahomes and Rodgers, like, the best of the best. And he very well could be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, if Justin Herbert were uh, stocks and you were playing the stock market, I would buy as many shares as I could possibly afford of Justin Herbert. I'd say it would be a, pro- a pretty good call. Yeah. Well, enough of the NFL stuff. Uh, there was a question that I had uh, – I wanted to ponder. This uh, kind of goes more into the movie world. Um, had a dinner with my wife the other night. Nice Italian place. Uh, new Italian place they opened here in town. And they were playing the Godfather theme while we were eating dinner. And I was kind of humming along, and she had asked me what the song was from. And I said, and I was kind of shocked. I'm like, you don't know what this song is. This is the theme from the Godfather. And uh, she had never seen The Godfather, which blows my mind that she hadn't seen it. I know, I think you're in that same camp, right, too? You've never seen The Godfather? Uh, I've never seen Godfather 2 or 3. I've seen the first one. Okay, you've seen the first one. Okay. Um, well, I posted this question on my my personal social media page. posted it on Facebook yesterday. Um, and... I was trying to come up with a definitive list. Uh, let's see. I have. I asked for the uh, people's top ten movies they had that I think or they think everybody should watch at least one time. They have like you know whatever criteria they've based theirs on. I have my own personal criteria. Um, a lot of good ones. Uh, got some Fight Club. A couple mentions of Fight Club. The Princess Bride. Uh, Almost Famous, The Big Lebowski, uh, Forrest Gump, all kinds of good ones. A lot of good feedback, so I appreciate everybody's uh, thoughts on my social media page. But I want to ask you, like, you don't even have to give me ten, but just what are, like, for you, the, the top five movies that you think that everybody should watch at least one time? And like, what would your criteria be on why they need to see these? Oh gosh, uh, criteria. I just think uh, maybe the best in their 
in their genre. Um, I think you should watch uh, Die Hard. Uh-huh. Uh, I think you should watch Halloween. Uh, gosh, this is tough. Sorry, I've, you know, me being a stay-at-home dad, me getting uh, some time to, to work on the podcast questions is getting harder and harder, especially because this one uh, that I'm holding right now, she's rolling over on her stomach and trying to crawl now. So. Oh, Jesus. How yeah. do you feed them kids, man? I don't know. Three months old, and she's crawling. on Like, she's she's already scooting herself on her stomach. So, um, let's see. Uh, man, this is tough. Um, you probably should – I'd say you should see Goodfellas. I like Goodfellas better than Godfather. I am in that camp, too. Um, Godfather is just such a slow – it's a good movie. It's a it's good a drama. Movie. It's a very – very slow burn it is very, very dramatic. It is not, um, there's not a whole lot of action. Like you think when you see like the TV commercials for it. Um, oh gosh, I'm, uh, I think you should see aliens. Really? Oh, you're in the aliens versus alien camp. You prefer the second one. I prefer the second one. It's a lot more action. I, I get, that seems to be a common argument. I see a lot uh, best sequels of all time or whether a sequel is better than the original. You said you've seen The Godfather. A lot of people think Godfather 2 is better than the first one. I'm in that camp too, although The Godfather is fantastic. A lot of people like Aliens over Alien, but I also, they're two different movies. Yeah. Uh, and I think everybody should watch, this one's going to be kind of out of left field, but I think everybody should watch The Lion King. Because I think it's one of the best animated movies of all time. Yeah. Well, that's a good list. Um, I based mine on, uh, for one, whether the movie is, like, how rewatchable the movie is. Like, if it's something that, like, once you've seen it, you could go back and watch it again and again. I mean, that was kind of the whole point of our uh, early uh, podcast episodes was doing movies that were, that's right, she's, telling me the exact same thing. I'm sure she's trying to tell me what movies she thinks are, but did they do like a bluey, like a bluey movie? <laughs> no bluey movies. Actually, it's it's really funny. Sorry, this is off subject, but her brother likes to watch Sesame Street, and she will fucking like twist herself around almost exorcist style just to see the screen whenever Sesame Street's on. Yeah, my three-year-old daughter has uh, now turned her attention to uh, she's all things Mickey Mouse. She fucking like cannot get enough Mickey Mouse. It's not a bad thing. Mickey Mouse is fun to watch. Uh, try going to work and having the damn Mickey Mouse Funhouse theme song stuck in your head all day. Then you <laughs> come back and tell me that's not a bad thing. Um, but uh, my... My movies that I think everybody should watch at least once. I think it's rewatchability, whether you could go back and watch them over and over again. Um, I think they have to be good. I guess that kind of goes into the rewatchable factor. But I also think uh, how significant they are to pop culture. Like, you know, like The Godfather is a pop culture movie. Like, it was a big pop culture thing in the 70s. Still holds true today. And I also think... It's timeless. Like it, even if it fits into us, like if it was made during a certain time period, it's really there's nothing. Like it still fits in today, just as well as it did when it first came out. So it doesn't really lose anything based on age. So I think for me, I have ten. I could probably go a hell of a lot more than ten, but um, I have The Godfather. Because I think if you watch The Godfather and you like it, you'll watch The Godfather 2. So I'm not going to put The Godfather 2 on there. Um, I think Star Wars. Which, which, like a certain one or the first trilogy? Just the first one. Because I think... Like, I tell people that whenever they want to get introduced into the universe, a lot of people now that there's nine of them, they tend to start with episode one, The Phantom Menace. And I always tell people, like, listen, if you're going to get into this universe, start with four. Watch them the way that, like, they don't make sense chronologically. You'll get the gist of it if you watch four, five, and six. But 
I think if you want to get immersed in that universe, you have to watch four first because if you watch episode one, you're going to come away disappointed. Yeah, and then you get to episode two, and then you're going to be like, I'm not going to watch anymore. Yeah, you're going to watch like, this shit sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I have The Godfather. I have Star Wars. I have Jaws. Because, I mean... That's a good call. Yeah, because, I mean, realistically, if you ever visit the ocean, it at least pops in your head. Yeah, people are afraid of sharks a lot of... A lot more because of that movie, for sure. Yeah, um, and plus the theme song is iconic. It's, I mean, to this day, like anything water related that could cause you fear. That da 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 da. da, da. Plus, that's the only song I know how to play on the piano. That's pretty cool that you can play that on there. I I just do that da 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 da. That's all I can do. So it's not like I could do the whole score. I could just do the da da, and that's it. That's all that matters. Um. I have Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I think it's kind of the uh, the birth of the the modern action movie. Plus, I I my favorite movie character of all time is Indiana Jones. I nobody prior or since has come close in terms of how cool they are more than Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones. And how awesome is that? Like he's got two iconic action roles that he could hang his hat on. It's not a surprise. He just, he honestly seems like he's that cool. Right. Yeah. Harrison Ford's just the man. And like, he's become more and more of like that grumpy curmudgeon and just adds even more to his charm. That dude does hate everybody. Yeah. So let's see. I have the Godfather, Star Wars. I have, uh, Jaws. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I have um, Ghostbusters. Because I think, really, in terms of the blend of sci-fi and comedy, I don't think there's been a movie that's done it better. Now, they've tried updating it. There are some things that kind of make it look old, but I still think it's a fantastic movie. Like my, I just introduced my son to that movie during the pandemic. When movie theaters were shut down, he fucking loves it. Still watches it. It's kind of like a thing in our house now. Uh, I have Back to the Future, which I think the more and more I see the Back to the Future, the more and more it's slowly starting to creep as into being my favorite movie of all time territory. Yeah, it's it is fantastic. I um I had seen it when I was younger, but when we did um when we did our episode about it. I had, uh, which you can find wherever you get podcasts, by the way. Cheap plug, thank um, you. <laughs> I rewatched it, and yeah, that movie, it's just, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Back to the Future, just, I don't know, like, when it's one of those movies, whenever it's on, I stop and watch, like, I'll stop and watch it, you know. Okay, TV's not going anywhere. Um, let's see, I have... I thought about putting the first Batman, Tim Burton's Batman on here because it kind of kicked off the, like, basically, like, the superhero era. I mean, granted, Marvel really kind of put a new, you know, made that, like, basically, that's the movie business now. But uh, I thought about putting the 89 Batman on there, but I opted against it. Uh, Let's see. I put Pulp Fiction uh, Quentin Tarantino's masterpiece. Uh, I don't know, like that was one movie that like I had never, I had never seen anything like that prior to it coming out. It still holds up well. Yeah, it was like a new way of telling, like stories. I don't know, just it really made an impact on me. Uh, the yeah, Shaw- I, don't, I don't, I don't know if everybody's going to be able to get into Pulp Fiction though. Um, it's it's very Tarantino. And I know some people really don't like the Tarantino style. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think still everybody think, should at least give it a watch. Yeah, you should but. at least watch it. Um, I uh, have the Shawshank Redemption on my list. Great uh, movie. Yeah, that was our uh, was that our fiftieth episode that we did was for the Shawshank Redemption. I don't know, man. It's just it's such a beautifully made film. Uh, 
I, I don't think there's a single, like, well, I just watched it again not too long ago. It wasn't even, like, at the beginning. I think I caught, like, the last 30 minutes of it. It's just, there's not a flaw in that movie. They're like, that movie's flawless. It's damn near a perfect movie. Agreed. I, I, I can't argue that at all. Uh, let's see. Uh, at seven, uh, I have Anchorman. Uh, I, I don't know. It just, it, I think it's like the, uh, the last great comedy era, which was probably what 90, 99, 2000 up until 2009 or so. I, I still think this is like the king of the mountain. It's so quotable. It's, I mean, there's still stuff in there that still makes me laugh. I don't know if I like Anchorman more than Step Brothers. See, a though. lot of people like Step Brothers more, and I could totally see that Step Brothers has a strong case, but I think you don't get Step Brothers without Anchorman. You know what I mean? You don't get yeah, a lot of those you. comedies without Anchorman. And I, I think it's, you know, it lives in the pop culture lexicon. I mean, just... Uh, Still holds up well. Still hilarious. I mean, I whenever I see it on TV, I still laugh at a lot of the bits on there, like that Sex Panther bit. Like I fucking lose it still to this day every time I see it. That smells like pure gasoline. Yeah, it smells like a turd covered in burnt hair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Uh, I. I had these, damn it, I, I had all these movies written down, now I fucking lost them. God damn it. Um, I'm going to give an honorable mention because I gave you five. Uh, number six, uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber is a good one too. Um, I uh, Home Alone. I think Home Alone's a, a really good one too. Uh, I don't know. Like that's still, it's, some people don't consider it a Christmas movie. I think it's a Christmas movie. I don't know, that movie's still just fun. Like, I just, who, growing up as a kid, if you grew up when that movie came out, who did not, like, fantasize at least once about, like, okay, I'm home alone, these two people are trying to break in my house, I'm going to beat the shit out of them. I mean, you've thought about it. Now, whether you actually get, if something like that actually happens, I think most kids are probably going to be scared shitless, they're going to call the cops, but. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's it's come across. Um, I don't know if I'm. If I've got 10, but if I don't, don't hold against me. We're recording at almost 1030 at night. Uh, Last one for me is The Big Lebowski. I think for me personally, uh, Jeff Bridges is absolute best. He's actually, it seems like he's crafted every character he's done post Big Lebowski on this character. I mean, you see a lot of it in uh, the second Tron movie. Uh, you also see some of it in True Grit, too. Uh, still, for me, it's one of those quotable movies. Still, to this day, me and my friends still quote it a lot. I think we lost Lucas, by the way. So, might be taking this on home. Um, but this message, or this list is purely subjective. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, give us a list of movies, man. Like, there might be some movies I haven't seen I didn't even think about. Please hit us up. Let us know what you think. Just think, let us know what you think. You know, give, throw some ideas out there. I'm always curious. I uh, love interacting with you guys. So that's just my list, just Lucas's list. Uh, Lucas, I did lose him. Apparently his computer took a shit just before we ended this. So uh, Lucas had to step away. But uh, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, next week we'll be back with an all-new episode Uh, Sorry, this one took a little later than normal. Uh, I did record this last night by myself, and as I was going through the editing process, uh, I always record an opening. I deleted the actual episode. (laughs) So I had to redo this all again. But luckily, it kind of worked out a little bit better because got Lucas back on the, the show tonight. So everything works out for a reason. A little later than we like, but... That's the breaks. Uh, you listen to this show long enough, you know that we typically have some kind of technical issue. This episode seems to be no different. So until next week, we will talk to you guys later.
And that will do it for today's episode. We hope you guys and gals enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to get all the latest show updates. If you did like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. We drop episodes each and every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on a single episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. So until next Tuesday, we will talk to you guys later.